0: This is Pet Life Radio. Let's Talk Pets.
1: And welcome, welcome. You're here live with Dr. Jeff Werber, your host for the next 30 minutes here on Pet Life Radio's Ask the best with Dr. Jeff. We're here for you, here for your pets, and also want to welcome... My Instagram Live followers, audience, again, we're here for you. So uh, any questions you may have, ask away, as I'm saying hi to Deb. Hi, Deb. So hope you all had a nice, safe Thanksgiving. And, of course, you're wondering, how can I get a hold of good old Dr. Jeff? Well, if you're here live with Pet Life Radio, very easy. You can either give us a call, toll-free, 877-385-8882. Once again, 877-385-8882. Or better yet, you can give us a call. Join us here live on Zoom by doing the following, go to PetLifeRadio.com, click on Shows, you scroll to Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff, and there will be a Zoom link left there for you. You can actually just give us a call, or just better yet, join us live on Zoom, and it's video chat. Get used to video chat. This is the future. So you can have your pet with you. We can answer questions. I can see your pet. So as, if you recall last week... We'll get right into things. And by the way, those of you on Instagram, if you have any questions, any comments, anything you want to talk about, now's the time just to put it down. As we wave up, I will all um, take a look at them and it will just give us more information, more things to talk about here on our show. All right. There was a story we did last week on the manatee. It was very sad how over a thousand, a, man, a thousand three to be exact, and that can, number can change in the last week, have died, not just died of a disease, starvation. Because of this blue-green algae coverage, it's not letting the light in. It's not providing enough light source for their food that they feed on to grow, and uh, they are starving anyway. So apparently, there's a law in Florida that you're not supposed to feed manatee. And even though there's a law now, with all these manatees dying of starvation, so now they're, they're not only the both the state and the federal wildlife officials are encouraging and exploring people. To feed and and what what i mean the kinds of foods they eat so they're looking into lettuce into cabbage into algae into and i love the word here nuisance aquatic plants so if there's any aquatic plants that are nuisance to us or to other animals you know what manatee they didn't get so big but i think they're the largest animals on the planet by not eating so you can definitely uh, now if you're living in florida and you want to feed manatee Uh, Those are the things you want to look for. Lettuce, they're testing all sorts of different foods to find out what can they give these poor creatures. And we're talking, you know, I mean, what was it? Some ridiculous number of how many tons per day they eat. But um, it is huge. I think I had it here last year, but they are just a lot of animals. So a lot of food. So Anyway, what was it? There was a, one of the whales, the beluga whale. That is the largest animal. Uh, there's several, several, eats tons of food every day. It's, it's crazy. So anyway, manatee, that's what we can do. Um, distemper. We're noticing here that in Texas animal shelters, they're getting outbreaks of distemper. And we're hearing more and more cases, even here in Los Angeles, of distemper. A number of the rescues, I work with the rescue group that has had several, several cases of distemper. So this brings something to mind. It's great that we're adopting pets, 100%. But I just talked to a woman this morning on AirVet. Uh, actually, it was a girl, because I know she was there with her little brother. It was so cute that they were two, and they were trying to hold this little kitty. They adopted a kitten. And they don't know how old it is. They, they haven't been to a vet. And it was. by looks at it, they thought they, they had it for about a month. It was a little kid, teeny kitty, so maybe maybe 12 weeks now. Well, I asked, I said, have you had it checked yet by a vet? She goes, no. So this poor cat was eating well, was doing well, and now is not. It's not eaten for a few days. It is drinking, not eating. It's actually noticeably getting thinner. And my head's going, all these possible things that it could be. And I said, so did you have it checked by your vet yet when you, when you first got it? She goes, no. I said, oh, I mean, we really need to see because I'm thinking right away, is this FELV, feline leukemia virus? Is this possibly FIV, feline immunodeficiency virus? Is it just a severe respiratory infection though the cat was not sneezing or or and the tongue didn't look like it was ulcerated? So you have a poor doer cat and this poor girl just really, I just didn't know enough of what to do when you adopt a kitten. So I realized that we're seeing a lot of distemper cases for a few reasons. Number one, there's a lot of strays and rescues that the dogs that have never been vaccinated, okay? They are relinquished to shelters we know no history And no one, it's not like a young dog anymore, like a puppy, but it has, we have no idea about the background. We have no idea when the last time it had a vaccine. And then, or people, this is the worst of all, people, good people, smart people, people that do go to the vet, right? And they, because they haven't seen distemper or heard about distemper cases in years and years, and and we really haven't, I mean, to an endemic proportion, and they're, saying, they're just getting lazy. They're getting complacent. They're saying, ah, we don't, we don't need that. We have, he doesn't go out. He doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. No, you got to stay up. So my recommendation is when it comes to, and it's not just distemper, it's all of these vaccines. Look, I am totally for vaccines. I'm just not for unnecessary vaccines. So what I recommend doing, especially in the case of distemper and parvo, is at the very least, get the vaccine when it's due, or you have an option now, and that's called a titer test. It's a blood test that measures existing antibody. And if existing antibody is adequate, then no need to vaccinate. I'll tell you this, because I've been titering now for, oh, my God, 15 years. And the first time the vaccine was, it was a three-year, a one-year vaccine. Then they said, okay, no, it's good for two years. Now it's good for three years. Really? Has the vaccine changed? No, the vaccine hasn't changed at all. Our knowledge of the pet's immune systems have changed and our understanding of how long they can maintain maintain an immune response. Think about it. We get our vaccines as little kids, like infants sometimes. And then what was the last time we had any of those vaccines? Never. Lifelong immunity. What was the last time we had a measles vaccine? Or mumps, right? German measles. So wait, distemper is a measles virus. So our measles virus is good for ever, the vaccine or getting the disease. And the dog's only good for a year or two or three. So we started titering. And I have many, 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 many cases of dogs maintaining the immune response for seven, eight, nine years. So every Body is different. So it's either you're going to just get the vaccine every three, whether they need it or not, or actually do the check and do a titer test. And if the titer is adequate, then no need to vaccinate. And if not, then you go ahead and you vaccinate. So anyway, so that's the fear. Distemper is something you control. There are certain viruses that are popping up, the influenza virus, lepto, the infection, it's a bacterial infection. That's, I mean, it's an old disease. I mean, it's been going on. It's over a hundred years old, but at least since it's probably older than that, but since a tactical discovery. And now we're seeing all these cases. It's not new. It's just that we are now what was a lifestyle vaccine because animals could only get it when they were doing hiking in the mountains or in the valleys, whatever. Um, The canyons, now it's affecting us here in town. So talk to your veterinarian. That's the most important thing. We will save the next one for the end of the show unless I get some other questions. And that's about some more holiday stuff. By the way, how was everybody's Thanksgiving? If you had any issues or if you know of any issues, I would love you to share them with us because you want to say, and hold on, I'm getting a a question now. Oh, that's so cute. So so is there a single RX to replace monthly heartworm and three-month Prevecto with? And the answer is... No, not for three months. There is two of the new isoxazolines are, and those are Credilio. It's called Credilio Plus, and Simperica, Simperica Trio do flea, tick, and heartworm. But because of the heartworm prevention, there's nothing that's going to go. Yeah, at least they have it. There is Proheart Six, which is a six-month protection. Uh, it's an injection. So as far as I know. Even though like the Brevecto, which is 12 weeks, three months, it does not have a plus feature. It does not have the heartworm feature added in. So if you want the one medication to do fleas, ticks, and heartworm, it's either Credelio Plus or it is Simparica Trio, all prescription. You got to talk to your vet or we can go online, Jane, and order it and I will okay it. Of course, the best place to go for that is Dr. Jeff dot vets dot com all one word dr jeff dot vets first choice all one word dot com and uh, that is the website for the Covetris. and the, i will get a request for approval of course i will approve it and we can go there so we're going to talk a little bit more about the holidays at the uh, le- second part of the show unless of course um i get some really really good questions we can do that instead we'll do both okay this was really good story love the feel good stories this happened in russia and a pawless dog that means a dog someone found a dog with all of its paws gone Whether well, they don't know whether it was born that way they don't know whether it was abused at some point the skin had healed over but no feet no paws so apparently they were advised to put the dog to sleep they did not want to put the dog to sleep so they took it to they heard of a veterinarian in russia uh, his name is sergey gorshkov g-o-r-s-h-k-o-v who was working he's a veterinarian and he's been doing limb procedures using 3d okay those amazing kind of copiers and uh he created prosthetics for all four of these legs and it basically it's a 3d printing and anyway they first they did it with this whatever the plastic they cover with titanium and this dog customized for each of the four legs and this dog is now walking with his prosthetic legs and doing great. I think that's a cool story. I read it. It was on CNN and um, you can see pictures of the dog. And um, if you want to check up on that, so a, uh, a dog with four prosthetic legs, that's really, really, that, that's a great feel good story. Um, another story came up and this is, this hits home for me because I deal with this a lot. And that is, I see a patient or it's happening. To one of your dogs that is uh, we say ADR, ADR, very, very scientific term for <laughs> ain't doing right. So, so uh, it's, it's the old farmers, you know, the old ranchers. Hey, doc, I just don't know she ain't doing right. So uh, it's, it became adopted as ADR, just the perfect explanation, description of what's going on, but just something's off, ain't doing right. So what we find is, is that some of these dogs are in pain and you take the blood test, everything looks good. And they're still eating. They're just off, they're slow to get up. They're, they're a little mopey around the house, just off. So what, what we're learning is that, Animals that have arthritis, animals that have some sort of disc disease, back pain, can be ADR. It's, they're not like in pain, pain. They're not screaming out, but they know that they put themselves in certain positions or they get up too fast or they're walking around. It just, it's uncomfortable for them. So one thing you do is we put them on sometimes a non anti-inflammatory, like us, having a little uh, overall body aches. We take an ibuprofen, we take an aspirin, something like that. So we can do things for dogs and miraculously they start doing better. So my recommendation is if you have one such dog, part of the workup really should be not just the blood testing your analysis, that's of course, but get x-rays, especially if it's a large breed. X-rays of the joints, if it's a small breed, the, the back too, because they'll get disc disease. And you can rule in or rule out those things and give you a heads up as to what the problem may be. So don't ignore those signs of ADR. Don't blame it just on age. I mean, if it's very slow and insidious going on and, you know, slowing down, the dog is 14, yeah, you can blame it on age, maybe. But if this happened more, more suddenly and it's just, it's just you know, not right, or you don't expect it because, uh, you know, a month, two months ago, the dog was fine. You want to look for other things. So anyway, go ahead and uh, take a quick break. We'll be right back after these short words. When we come back, we're going to talk about quickly about special diets and also the holidays tonight, first night of Hanukkah. So we need to do some warnings about holidays coming up, and then we'll do some specifics when it comes Christmas time. Uh, they're pretty far apart this year. Sometimes they're together. Next year, they're going to be really close together. But anyway, we'll talk about that as well. So don't go away. But we'll see you back after these short reports.
0: Does your pet's breath leave a bit or a lot to be desired? You can give your pet the gift of sweeter breath, and you'll get sweeter kisses with Probiora Pet. That breath is the result of harmful bacteria which lives in your pet's mouth. And that harmful bacteria can lead to serious health problems. The solution is to crowd out that bad bacteria with positive bacteria. All it takes is one scoop a day of Probiora Pet mixed into their food to replenish the good bacteria. That's it. This all-natural, no-taste, no-odor powder is the only dental care probiotic for pets which delivers beneficial bacteria which supports tooth and gum health and crowds out the bad. A healthy body starts with a healthy mouth, and Probiora Pet is the best way to give your pet a healthy mouth. And our listeners get a 10% discount using PLR10 at checkout. To purchase, go to probiorahealth.com. That's probiorahealth.com and use code PLR10 at checkout for 10% off.
1: So I just want to tell you about a company that I came across, and I really think what they do is great. Carlson Pet Products. Very, very affordable. The company specializes in creating pet safety products to keep your pet happily protected from the puppy stage through their senior years. They have a variety of products. They have pet pens. They have foldable elevated beds, crates pet gates. I mean, all phenomenal stuff. They're pet gates I love because basically they fit any size opening in your home. And most of the gates also have like a walkthrough door. It's a small door for your pet to pass through without having to remove the whole gate. So it's really, really cool. Look them up, carlsonpetprojects.com. Get a 25% discount and free shipping if you use the promo code PETLIFE, P-E-T-L-I-F-E. Check them out. You're going to love them.
0: Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com.
1: <laughs> and we're back. We're back here live with Dr. Jeff Weber here on Pet Life Radio's Ask the Vet Dr. Jeff. And um, so, uh, a couple of things. First of all, um, there was a, an alert that came out through the American Vet Med Association that there are a number of, um, of these specialty foods that are having a tough time because of shipping issues, because of um, many problems, because of, like here in Southern California, because of the oil spill, there are just containers and containers and containers on those ships waiting to be delivered. And the whole process is being so backed up. It's been a real problem. So the question is, the warning is that if your pet is on a specialty food, don't think that when I run out, no problem, I'm going to go to the store and get it again. So the warning is you need to have a backup plan. Either look for some other brands of the same foods that you have been feeding, so the same ingredients, and just have a backup. Or if what you've been feeding is still on the shelf and you're going to get some more, Buy double or triple. You just don't know what's going to happen. And uh, some of the medications actually that I use on a very regular basis, and I'm talking regular basis, are backordered. I mean, indefinitely backordered. That means I can't help you because everything is indefinitely backordered. So it's a big problem. So anyway, that's just a warning. So I wanted to talk for a second, you know, as we're starting the holiday season, we, you know, usually uh, kicks off with Thanksgiving. Hopefully everybody had a happy, safe Thanksgiving and your pets have been safe as well. So that's what I'm hoping. But Hanukkah starts tonight. And let's talk about some of the the specifics. Oftentimes they run, Christmas and Hanukkah run a little closer together since the calendars are different. The holidays kind of move up every year. And then with an extra month added this year to the Jewish calendar, then it's going to throw everything back next year. They're going to be pretty much on top of each other as they often are. So what we need to do is be really careful of a number of things. First of all, it's called Festival of Lights for a reason. You light candles. Let me tell you something about cats and candles. If you have cats, and I've seen this with my own cats, they see a flickering light. That's like a welcome button. Come here and play with me. Because cats, you know, love to chase things, things that are moving. You know, think of this. Think of a laser light that you play it against the wall or whatever, and they're running and chasing it. They love to see things move. And their inquisitive nature, their curious nature, is they will go up to something that that that's, you know, it's not like an electric light. It's flickering. It's moving back and forth. And they are so intrigued by it. They will try to go up there and they their a little paws and they want to tap it. So all you need to do is have your cat, like, knock over the candles. and <laughs> You got a problem. Some dogs are the same way so you want to be very careful with the obvious stuff second thing that's pretty obvious when it comes to these holidays are the foods that we eat i have yet to find dietetic potato pancakes latkes so you know they're they're potatoes they're fried in oil i mean they're really good but the truth is they're not good for our pets Uh, When pets eat too much fatty foods, we worry about something called pancreatitis. And pancreatitis is very, very serious. So of course we need to be very careful. Another famous thing, because of the fact that they're fried in oil, are the donuts. Again, they may be good for us. Well, not good for us. They taste good. (laughs) That doesn't mean they're good for us. But even still, uh, we have to be very careful with our pets as well. So be very, very careful, very cautious when it comes to those things. And it's all the other good things. you know, First of all, you know, there's a lot of chocolate involved. you have seen those little chocolate coins. Well, yes, we like them. Yes, our kids like them. But do our pets like them? Unfortunately, yes. Is it good for them? No. And if they get into a whole bag of chocolates, that could be a problem. Not to mention the tin foil. Do you think they're going to unwrap the tinfoil? Heck no, they're eating the whole thing. And I've taken x-rays of dogs with foil in their stomachs and it sure enough shows up as foil in their stomachs. So again, we need to be very, very cautious about that. Then the next thing is with all the little toys that kids get, you're unwrapping, kids are getting presents, hopefully, we're getting presents too, but it's, it's more for the kids. All right. They're unwrapping. There is wrapping paper. There is ribbon. There is yarn there are whatever it is. that is being used string to wrap the paper, to wrap the gifts. That's a cat's delight. They love eating that stuff. And there's very few things worse from an intestinal obstruction in a cat than what's called a string foreign body. And it is devastating. So again, we need to be very careful. And then all the little things, you know, my dogs put everything in their mouths. I mean, My Labrador doesn't know. You know, some dogs will sniff first. It's like they want to make sure it's okay. Then they'll eat it. No, my Labrador eats first, and then he worries if it was okay for him. Sometimes too late. So, like a little thing, like a little dreidel, the little spin top that they play with. Those are like again moving around. It's something the dogs can pick up. So again, we need to be very very careful. So between the decorations, the decorations they put in the home, the gifts the candies the holiday foods the candles themselves i mean when you think of all these things you could take a fantastic fun holiday like hanukkah like christmas coming up soon and yet there could be disaster if you're not careful not to mention these holidays usually have a lot of gifts all right the problem is that people coming over you have family you have company that's the beauty of these holidays but if you have a dog that's freaking out with all this commotion, you need to separate. Make sure that your dogs have. Make sure the microchip. Make sure they're wearing collars. Make sure the collars have an ID tag. Okay? Make sure if they get really nervous, you put them in a safe room. Keep them away. Give them something to play with. When you're giving out gifts, if you want to keep your dogs away from your gifts and from the wrappings and all that stuff, make sure that they get a gift. So what maybe one of the first gift you give is to your pets. Give them their bone that they can occupy their brain for a while, go into a different room and, and do their thing. So that would be some of the solutions. That's some of the good stuff you want to do. So it's a matter of anticipation. We need to anticipate. We need to make sure that whatever we do, we're keeping our pets in mind and they are going to be safe as well. And that way we can all have a really fun holiday. Last thing I want to talk about, I have a couple of minutes, and, and that is that the notion of a second opinion and i've talked to this on our show before on here at pet life radio i don't think we've talked about this on instagram live one thing you have to know is that it's very important to have the notion of a, of a second opinion if you are not feeling that your advice you're being given is correct i'd be happy to be a second opinion here on the show we could talk about it so i had a case coming the other day 13 year old dog with a fairly substantial tumor and they were being told that it's a bad tumor, but because the dog was 13, they should consider euthanasia. It's a large breed. I look at this dog who bounds into my office. I said, they, was there any blood test taken? Forget the age. Age is not a disease. Age is a, something we have to deal with when making a decision about how we approach a case. But it in of itself is not a disease. I said, let's, let's find out how healthy the dog is. So we do blood tests. Guess what? this dog was healthier than some seven, eight-year-old dogs I see. So we talk about the good news, the bad news, the risks of anesthesia, but how based on the lab work, this dog should do fine. We took a chest x-ray. There was no evidence of any kind of spread into the chest. The liver looked clean. So I said, look, think of it this way. If we do nothing, this mass has already exploded. It's bleeding all over the place. You're going to probably have to put her to sleep. If we go in surgically." I can't promise you that we're going to be successful, but at least you tried and it will be more successful than doing nothing because doing nothing, we have no chance at all. Here we have a chance. So we go ahead, proceed to surgery. And it was a very ugly October. I'm going to post some of the pictures of it on my Instagram. It'll be there. And I hope you have a strong stomach because it's, it's pretty ugly. But guess what? The dog's doing great. I was able to get get it all. We're setting it off for biopsy. I think I know what it is. If it is what I think it is called a mast cell tumor, there is some really great medication called Palladia that we can put this dog on. And we bought this dog as long, as much time as it would have had without the tumor. I can't say it would make, make it past 13 and a half. I don't know. It made me 14. My Labrador, who I did a very similar kind of surgery with a mast cell, on his 15th birthday, good old Grover, he made it 16 and a half. If I listen to everybody else to say, you know, we just he's 15. He can't handle the anesthesia. Put him to sleep. No, I'm not going to put him to sleep. I'm going to try and assuming everything is good. And I always say, I would rather work and do a surgery on a 15-year-old dog with really good lab work than a nine or 10-year-old dog with terrible lab work. That's the one I'm worried about. Bad kidneys, bad liver, and I'm worried. But if a dog just gets 15, you're going to do it. You're not going to say you're not going to not do a surgery on grandma who's 80, who fell and broke her hip. Just because she's 80. How about finding what kind of shape she's in? If she's in good shape, do the surgery. So anyway, my soapbox, I'm allowed. So uh, in the future, if you have something that just is not right, you're not sure, it's never, never a bad thing to get a second opinion. And if the second opinion is the same as the first, then you know your your bets did you well. And if you see some other options and you make other choices, everybody has a different approach. And um, I think that we deserve, our pets deserve to give them every chance that we can. And uh, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. All right. Thanks for joining me here at Pet Life Radio. Thanks for joining me here on Instagram Live. I'll hang out on Instagram Live for a little bit longer if you have any specific questions. And other than that, we will see you here next week. I believe same bad time, same bad channel. Here, probably favorite. Have a great week, everybody. For those of you celebrating Hanukkah, have a great Hanukkah, and uh, which goes on for a week until from, from tonight starts until next Monday. So uh, you'll have a, a lot of candles in your house. All right. Anyway, be well, and we'll see you next week. Bye bye.
0: Let's talk pets every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com.